Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. Yes, Monday after a big old weekend. I was listening to Net Sky down here in Otatahi Christchurch. A big old beautiful Saturday, but on the other side, the flip side up there in the far north, it's all happening. Maybe hasn't reached Auckland at the moment, but I know for sure the far north has been getting hammered. Following Matt Watson on uh, his Instagram, man, his house is getting pounded. So, Kempi, hopefully your house in Kirikiri is doing okay. Mm. Good morning to you, Kempi. How you doing? Oh, morning, brother. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's sort of everyone's holding their breath up here at the moment. Uh, I've been following Matt Watson too, brother, and that, um, mm. that Instagram page that he's got. And just watch that storm roll in from early yesterday afternoon till, oh, what? early hours of this morning when he's out there tacking his roof back together. So, um, yeah. yeah, hopefully, mate, I haven't heard anything yet, but I'll have people having a look at it t- uh, today sometime. We still haven't seen the worst of it, but I hope everyone's safe out there. It's it's airy out here in, in Tamaki Makoto. Like, you know, there's no one on the streets. Everyone's sort of locked down everything. And we're just sitting here waiting, waiting for it to happen. So um, we'll keep everyone updated on that as the, as the morning goes on, but um, just make sure everyone's safe out there. Yeah, stay at home if you can. I know there's plenty of you staying home, and uh, we're actually a little bit questionable whether you guys will be able to get into the studio, but um, you got the clearance, and you're in there today, and we'll hopefully keep you up to date throughout the morning. But yeah, like Kempi said, just look after yourselves, stay safe, batten down the hatches, and uh, hopefully Gabriel can pass, and it doesn't actually uh, reach Auckland, Kempi. What time are they thinking? Maybe it'll reach later on this morning? This Later afternoon, today, well, yeah, like mm. this afternoon, it's been it's been pretty scrawly up here. The the um, the wind, especially, it's coming and going, big gusts. Like even driving in this morning, you know, there's a few um, branches off trees and stuff like that. But it hasn't been consistent. Mm. The thing I know about cyclones, having surfed all my life, is that they 
they do tend to be unpredictable. Um, yeah. You know, you could be saying, oh, man, you've got a real good cyclone coming down. Let's head up to the spot for a surf. And then when you're heading there, it just, just um, decides to take a left turn and head off out back out to the ocean. So I think with this one, though, by reading about it, it is so big um, that it ain't going to miss New Zealand. It, it's gonna, it's coming down and obviously hit Northland last night and what, they do, what they're expecting here this afternoon. We've got all the warnings is that it's hitting Auckland this afternoon. So... Um, I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted on yep. how things are going this afternoon. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, everyone around the country, look after yourselves. She's beautiful down here in, in Christchurch. She had a bloody great weekend, actually. And yesterday <laughs> was, was a good day. They really <laughs> <laughs> had a good day down here at Urban Polo on Saturday. It was beautiful weather and then kicked on into the night. But yesterday was a little bit of a, a slow day. Down here in the Dag household, but what a day to just sit back and watch sport, and there was plenty going on over the weekends, which we'll talk about throughout today's show. But Kempe, what have we got on today's show, mate? Yeah, just coming up after seven, we'll be catching up with Ben Graham and Jared Waitley from SEN, who will be talking NFL Super Bowl and calling the game mm. live here on SENZ. So if you don't have any power, get some batteries out and put it in your radio, switch it on to SENZ, and you'll get that call, the NFL. That's the big news today. Around 7.40, we'll talk to Jeet Ravel about the Northern Braves and their second win, seven-wicket win, actually, in the Super Super Smash Trophy over the Canterbury um, side. So that's at 7.40. And after 8, we'll talk UFC with Alexander Kaylee and taking his thoughts on the Perth card yesterday. And to round it out the show, we'll... Um, Talk some cheese steaks. You know those cheese steaks? <laughs> <laughs> Before the any file and catch up with our one and only Philly captain. How good. We'll swing by, chat to Paulie Mawadi, of course, and we'll keep everyone posted on the weather throughout the morning up here in Tamaki Makoto. Beautiful. Big show. Yeah, NFL Monday, Kempe. Doesn't get any better if you're an NFL fan. And uh, all eyes, all eyes will be on Jordan Mailata that is playing uh, offensive tackle for the Eagles. He's a Pacific Pacifica player, and I had a wee look, mate. There's over 70 active Pacifica players playing in the NFL at the moment. So it was a real pathway, genuine pathway for these players. He's just signed a US $40 million, million guaranteed contract with the Eagles. So he is just... Really paid by mate. Getting a healthy paycheck. Great story. 170 kilos. But too big probably for the rugby and league field. But he was. I was reading a little bit about it. When you're playing OT and the offensive tackle and you're looking after probably the most prized um, position when you're in that O-line, you've got to protect the one and only, the golden child that is the quarterback. Have you seen the movie The Blind Side? Yeah, that's a, a great movie. Michael Orr. Great movie, Oof. and uh, Sandrick Bullock plays a plays a good mother in that mm. one. Um, but Jordan Mulata, the, the story of him in rugby league and how he was told that he was too big for the game and decided to go to the NFL and have a crack through their pathway and just, cr- mate, have a crack. He's cracked it. NFL Super Bowl doesn't get any better than that. And uh, money to boot on the back of it. Just so that you know, I actually sent him a text to try and get him on uh, our show Did last ya? week. Yeah, but obviously nice. a little, little bit too late. And that he's just been big news. I don't, I don't know if you know, but he's he's also got a voice on him. Man, he can sing. Mm. He is he is so talented across the board. Um, so hopefully he can pick up a ring, mate, because they'll make a movie about it, mate. If he picks up a ring today, guarantee they'll make a movie about it. 
Mate, it's awesome. It's awesome. When you think of the names, I was looking through the names. You've got Tua Tungavailoa at the moment. You've got Vita Vea. Uh, You've got Troy Polimalu that used to play for the Steelers, probably one of the best um, linebackers playing in the game. You've got Jesse Williams. You've got Mark Noor. Oh, there's so many big names that have played for part of the Pacific Islands. So that is coming up after this live here on SCNZ. And Ben Graham and Gerard Waitley will come on. Later on in the morning to talk about the NFL Super Bowl. And you got to remember, if you are a sports fan, at the moment the Waste Management PGA Golf Competition is concluding today. And you've got Scotty Scheffler leading the way. So if you're in Arizona, Scottsdale, it is the weekend to boot. Oh, that is the best golf tournament ever. But UFC, Kempi, oh, what a card. What a fight. What? Just, yeah, that, that Volkanovski... And I've just seen him tweet too. He's watched the fight again. He reckons he got ripped. He got rigged. I did too. He won two, four, and five. He reckons in the rounds. I thought it would be a yeah. I thought he'd done enough at the end because you think of Islam Makachev, and when he put on that in that in that fight, like he was really he's he's a he dominates the ground. Very good at the clinch. Very good on the wrestle. You know he's. He's very tough to beat. He'll try and take you to the ground and choke you out and put you under a lot of pressure. But Volkanovski, and there was a, a beautiful quote from one of the commentators, said, well, you ain't going to get under that neck because he ain't got a neck. <laughs> so he was sitting <laughs> he, he was like, he was on the ground and he was just looking around laughing and he was whispering to Islam, let's get on, let's stand up and just throw things, mate. Like, let's not take it to the ground. So the only reason I can see why he got the decision in the end he got four from nine takedowns, and there was a, I think it was a second or third round when he was just on the ground for about four minutes and dominated, but not really dominating. Like, they were both punching each other in the head. He didn't have him under extreme pressure, but, yeah, it was interesting, Kempe. I, I thought mm. he'd done enough, Volkanovski. Yeah, look, I, I thought he'd done enough too. The the, the only thing that you, you, you've got to take into account that he's got to take the title off Marcus Schiff, and you've got to take it off him convincingly. You mm. don't want to... They wouldn't want to split it because it was just, it was split. The decisions would have been so close to whether or not they gave it to Alexander the Great. But mate, I thought I thought he actually done enough. He actually wanted to fight. He didn't want to go to the ground. Mikashev's too good on the ground, um, but he mm. couldn't dominate that. Even the defence of uh, Volkanovski was absolutely superb. So uh, he was fit as a fiddle, mate. After that, his fitness is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and it sort of makes sense because you know, up in the up in the Queensland Cup, he was a he was the smallest front. He was a front rower, mate. Do you know that? He was a front rower in rugby league, running around, and um, he was obviously a lot bigger than he is now. But he's got an engine on him. He's got an absolute engine on him. And I thought I thought you know he'd done enough. But you know what it, you know what it is when you go to those fights. If you're going to a title fight, you got to win the title. You can't you can't leave it up to the judges. You can't. You got to take it out of their hands, and you got to uh, make them. Take, but I thought he did enough. I thought he did enough, and it really sets up. If you watch the the um, the co-main event, he had Yer Rodriguez taking on Josh Emmett, and that Yer Rodriguez, I reckon he, I reckon he is so so talented. Do you see those kicks he was putting into those ropes? Next oh, next they day. would drop. Yeah. They would drop anyone. They would drop anyone. So that really sets up a a beautiful um a beautiful pay per view fight coming up when you got Volkanovski taking on Yer Rodriguez. So there was some beautiful fights throughout that year. Justin Taffer, you see that punch on Parker Porter? 
bang, knocked out the American to really forge his weight into the, in the heavyweight division. He's one to watch as well. He's five, six wins and three losses for the big man. But I think the big t- big talking point, Kempe, has to go back to one of the first f- fights in the early prelims. You had Shane Young. Yeah. Shane Young, two years out of the fight game. He's come back. He was facing a, a guy that hadn't, was making his UFC debut and lost on points. Now, this sets, makes up for an interesting scenario for a young Shane Young. He's lost his last two or three in the UFC. This was his real redemption time to come back and really show Dana White what he's got, and he went down. And I watched his Instagram post that he was heartbroken. He had a lot of emotions coming through mm-hmm. his voice, his body. So what does Shane Young do now? Does he continue on and fight, which you hope he would do? But whether he'd get another opportunity in the UFC to be on a, on a big card is the big question. Like, he's lost his last three, so his kind of his credentials will be going... We'll be wavering a wee bit in Dana White's eyes. Yeah. And uh, look, Shane Young is, mate, fit, fit young man. Mm. Uh, I saw, I caught mm. up with him uh, over the Christmas period preparing for this bout, and um, he was in he was in real good spirits. You know, he looked, mm. geez, he looked good. He'd been training the house down. So to go out there and not get the win after having such a, a long layoff, he would be absolutely devastated. Um, does he stay around? Uh, the the question does he stay around? I, look, I think he does. I think he's mm. I think he's one good, so. good win away from from kicking on because he's certainly putting in the effort in the in, on the training field, um, and he just needs a little bit an ounce of luck. So mm. yeah, he's a good kid. Oh, look, I looked at that Instagram post that came up um, yesterday too when he was absolutely devastated. I felt for him. You know, having spoke to him at Christmas time, I was sort of um, rooting for him in that fight as well. But you know, it's the fighting game, mate. It's the thing with fighting yeah. game. It's a little bit different than you know team sport. You're you're in that battle. Um, things you know they don't go your way on the night. Well, they don't go your way on the night, and there's nothing you can do about it. So he's just got to regroup. Yeah, he does. He does for sure. Well, it wasn't the only thing happening over the weekend. There was plenty of sport going on, Kimpy, oh, and one of the big events. One of the big events that took place, and one of probably the match of the round in terms of Six Nations was Ireland taking on France. Ireland taking on France in Dublin. All eyes were on that performance. And, well, Ireland, they just dominated from the outset, Kimpy. They were just too good. They were. Too good. Beating France 32-18. France nearly had an opportunity and, and led by Peter Mahoney. Um, he was very dominant in the sixth position. Then you got Johnny Sexton, who's showing no signs of slowing down. I can't believe he's still going around and dominating in that position. Then you got Hugo Keenan, who probably scored the try of the round. They are just forging on. Was well, Scotland? Who would have thought Scotland, Scotland dominating one. gets as Wales thirty-five-seven? So hey, it shows you so- coaches aren't the uh, the magical formula that will get the results in the end. But- yeah, and I look, I totally agree about the coaching thing. Maybe we're losing our focus on that and forgetting about the team, mm. you know. I watched the game. I got up early in the morning and turned it on because I, I just got this thing about Ireland and France. You know, they're talking one and two. I thought, oh, I'll get up and watch it. And the intensity of the match played by Ireland was just outstanding across the board. I thought their number eight, um, the Irish number eight, was just superb, mate. Absolutely superb. And... Um, France, mate, they were they were given a they they were given a bit of a shake up. They stayed in it till real late. They didn't they didn't really get away from the mile until real late. But they mm. definitely won and two in the world. When you watch that game, you think, 
yeah, they've got this one right. They are definitely at the top of their game. And the intensity that they're playing test match football at this time of the year, their preparation for the World Cup is absolutely spot on. It was France's first loss since November 21. November 21, their 15 games. 15-game win streak snapped at the hands of Ireland. Ireland are very good at that. If you think back to 2016, the All Blacks are on a little record-breaking um, games, wins uh, kind of situation, and we went over to uh, Chicago, and they snapped it. So Ireland, they do plenty of teams' favours and really ruin it.